0: Michelle?
1: You ready to do this?
0: Yeah, let's get into it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) no uh, rap music today? No, I'm just not. You yeah, not, right. not mindset yet. Like, yeah,
0: nothing was coming to me.
1: All right, but you can't come up with brilliance every time. No, I'm only gonna freestyle when I feel um, uh,
0: not enlightened, inspired. Either works, and I'm bad at it, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always like it. <laughs> uh, what is, just spit in my out? bars, baby? Yeah, I was gonna say we got to get you a uh, contract. A- a contract here if anyone's listening and works in the music industry. Casey's ready to do her side hustle of intros, rap intros.
0: Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, here for me. It's going to be like that SNL sketch of Blizzard Man with
1: Andy Sandberg. Oh. He yeah. comes.
0: <laughs> that's that's who I am. I'm a bad hype
1: man. <laughs> yeah, you know? It were work, it works. Um I know we haven't been on for a week, so we were going to talk about certain things. Now those things are considered old news yeah um but okay the Emmys aka the Emmys and Chelsea and Joe Coy which I'll eventually you know I'm sure they'll come up again where I can really ream in on that relationship but um we did want to start and <laughs> we did we did want to start with um it was. It is considered old news, but we did want to pay our, our respects to Willie Garson, who played Stan on Sex and the City, and was reprising his role in Just Like That, the um, sequel or whatever it's called. I don't know if it's considered a sequel, but a continuation um, of a continuation the story. And is it story. going to be a mini series or is it a movie? I think it's a series.
0: Okay. Yeah, me too. That feels yeah. right
1: um but yes he died at the age of 57 due to pancreatic cancer which was a surprise to anyone um to everyone i should say and um you know not surprisingly this whole week or the last two weeks much of the cast and many other people have paid their respect and respects including sarah jessica parker who posted a really um beautiful post on instagram after a couple of days just about how wonderful of a person Willie was, and how, you know, she, he was her best friend in real life, too. So. And they actually met on a blind date. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, yeah. They were set up with friend like by friends, and that's how they met. And then, you know, there wasn't a romantic connection. People think Willie Garson was gay because of his Stanny being gay, but he was not. Willie Garson was married and had a son um, who yeah but like I think he's 15 or 18 and so yeah just a young yeah it's just and the son had really nice things to say everybody has super nice things obviously the son had something
1: nice to say about his father
0: but everybody just had such real outpouring of love and just shock
1: yeah and he has been in literally like everything besides sex in the city if you you know he's one of those character actors if you look him up on imdb he's basically been on everything
0: yeah was it uh was monk one of the big ones That he is part of a tv show other than sex in the city i think that was on usa for a number of years or something like that yeah
1: i know he had roles like in ally McBeal. i remember um maybe white collar oh that's is, probably is what that i'm thinking show? of yes yeah, yeah. yeah that's what i'm thinking of um, yeah. but yeah, like if you IMDb, I'm literally everything comes up and, um, yeah, to Casey's point, he adopted a son in 2009 named Nathan and they had a very close relationship. I didn't know that he was married. I thought he was single, but no, I had yeah, be right. been married for a long, long time. Oh, okay. Um, cause everything I was reading was like, it was just saying he was survived by his son and then like brothers and sisters i didn't see anything about a significant other
0: i mean i was very confident when i answered that
1: (laughs) now we're like "Mm, let's double check that one but yeah um obviously you know another celebrity to have died too soon and um you know
0: not oh yeah i totally made that up i think just because yeah he i think adopted a son you know, like, i
1: was assuming no i don't
0: think he is no he
1: was set up on a blind date with sarah jessica parker that could have also been like in in the freaking 80s 90s when people weren't as open with you know their sexuality. yeah but you were in
0: the theater community in new york true
1: either way you know our respects we are prayers and respects and yes. all that. Even though he was known as
0: playing openly gay man, he was a heterosexual. Okay. He identified as heterosexual. All right. And I just assumed it's so much more difficult just to adopt in general, to as adopt a as a person. single person. Yeah. 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 So my bad. And I totally just interrupted you. So I'm sorry.
1: No, that's okay. Um, I was just saying, you know, obviously we, he was, we loved watching him on TV and, um, you know, it's never... A, good thing when you hear someone's past especially someone in their 50s Um, so we just wanted to make sure we paid our respects because we I was a fan of Sex and the City I don't know if I will be of the revival but I definitely enjoyed the show um, back in the day
0: and we're expect we think we saw him filming for this series and he is slated to appear in it yeah so we're hoping that he was able to maybe film some stuff but I also don't know how you know how sick he really you know he was yeah towards think- the end and and if they are were able to get that stuff filmed for him with him
1: yeah uh, yeah we'll find out I guess whenever the show actually debuts but I feel like I definitely saw pictures of them filming on the street so if anything he might be in like the first or second episode and who knows but but yeah that's that's the update there um anything yeah, it was just
0: another slew of it was a yeah pictured back to back with then like the accidental overdoses of other folks so it was just like ugh, another name well it's getting also, added to this list
1: and also norm mcdonald which was a surprise of cancer also yeah like, a week prior to that so um you know Yeah, I feel like it's either cancer diagnosis that have been in secret or OD with fentanyl. And that's what what we're dealing with right now. And, I mean, neither is
0: good. Yeah, because Sean Locke – shout out to Sean Locke. He's a British comedian who's really, really great and has been doing that for 30 years. He also passed away from skin cancer, and he was first diagnosed with it in his 20s and had it treated. And then it came back, and he unfortunately passed, and nobody knew – the close friends knew that he had it but he had like appeared on uh his tv show that he was a regular on that was a panel show called eight out of ten cats does countdown and uh and he had his last appearance and then he two weeks later he passed away peacefully at home yeah
1: you never know what people are going through especially.
0: and a one-night stand found his cant mole on his back in his 20s and was like you should get that checked out and he went and got it checked out and it was cancerous and then he's been having things removed yeah that's a story to tell yeah. yeah I love Sean Locke he was so just oh, he was just such a great weird fun comedian he was very dad vibes yeah
1: yeah I feel like I definitely remember seeing him on a few things before Um. yeah I mean hard left to <laughs> Yeah, there's I guess no more, good transition here. Some more positive news um, this week. Of, well, all of the all this terminology is hard to really make sense of because a judge, as of this week, suspended Jamie Spears, Britney Spears' dad, as the um, conservator of her conservatorship. But it actually doesn't go into official effect until November. But obviously, um, the hearing that took place this week, uh, during that, Britney's lawyer described Jamie Spears as a cruel, toxic and abusive man, which we've kind of all seen even before these documentaries, but even more so as we were seeing the documentaries and more and more was coming out um, about the conservatorship. So somewhat good news in terms of hopefully the end is near um it's also been a very interesting week because that happened and then Brittany uh started posting photos of herself in the nude on instagram i mean i will say her body looks great and there's one photo where like her areola is showing a little bit more than i would have imagined instagram allowing but for the most part they are great photos
0: yeah, but, oh no, if the moment we're getting a re- more relaxed conservatorship is this now, this is where it goes back to, well, what level of conservatorship does she actually need? Because we know she's not
1: well. Well,
0: But yeah. then if 1st you're, you're in your 30s and the first thing that you do is then post to your, what, 30 million followers... Well, she's our, yeah. I mean, if you got the bod, I, that's where then we we get like, oh, that's when the pure well, yeah, I mean, vibe many, comes in.
1: How many other celebrities are posting photos of their boobs? Freaking uh, Chelsea Handler does that all the time. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not But it was be- jarring. It was it just was jarring, jarring of like, oh,
0: of course, the mascara is all the next morning after bullshit, and her hair is all fucked up, and she looks like she just got railed by twenty guys. Well,
1: yeah, but, okay. Always- she always looks like she's wearing makeup from the night before, which is an interesting um, look. And I don't know if it is that or that's just how she applies her makeup on herself. I don't know. Um, I'd love to get the inside scoop on that one because I always wonder the same thing. Yeah. Um, I think what was more jarring is that it wasn't just one photo of her nude. It was like, yeah, there, were, there was a collection and it was more than like two or three. I think I was it was swiping. a full dump. Yeah, it was, it was at least six or seven photos. So it was just kind of like, some of these are meant to be for you and Sam and don't need to be for the rest of the world. But, you know, with Brittany, every day is an adventure and we have no idea what's next.
0: And she lives in a land of butterflies and unicorns. So
1: apparently I did hear and I don't know, I didn't read like an article to prove it. But there was conversations that she has said she's never going to perform live again.
0: I have Yeah, I've also been seeing those. And
1: I don't know, because at the end of the day,
0: Brittany, like she's never been one to be a singer. She's a hundred percent a dancer and she's a hundred percent an entertainer. Yeah,
1: she's not a singer. She never So it
0: might day. have been ruined for her. I think that's maybe of a lack of inspiration. I feel like once she feels inspired, she'll wanna get back out there because I agree. that's what she loves to do. And that's I, what she's good at.
1: I think her dad ruined it for her. And so yeah. right now she has no interest in it. But I agree, like maybe in five years she may be inspired to even if it's not put a new album out, but do some type of, you know, performing yeah. or not necessarily and doing. And if she gets the
0: right people around her specifically, that'll be like, oh, take a dance class. Like, and if people aren't weird to her in the dance class and stuff like that, like, if they're not, if they let her do her thing and they let her dance and then she starts working with a choreographer, that, that'll be the revival of Britney.
1: Yeah. So more to come i mean there's also i didn't watch it because i feel like i've seen enough but there was also a new netflix special called spears versus britney or britney versus spears that yes. came out that just from what i've heard it just confirms the amount of surveillance that was put on her and just confirms how little control she had in her own life so you know, yeah. we're just keeping our eyes on Brittany and the updates, and hope everything is moving in a positive direction. But we'll see what the next few months hold.
0: I mean, I'm still desperate for somebody to diagnose, like or get, like just publicly speak about the I diagnosis. I think there is a
1: diagnosis. We just don't know what it is. Yeah, but yeah there has to least. be. Yeah, Casey and I would love to get that email to us if anyone has it on file. Not that that wouldn't be a violation of HIPAA, but... Oh, just
0: a violation of everything. We, you know, we have no right to see it, nor should we even care or speculate, but that's our entire lives and that's every conversation we have, so...
1: And that's the purpose of this podcast, so... <laughs> uh,
0: Mental health awareness, mom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, should we move on to another starlet?
0: Yeah, very, very exciting. Okay, so uh, I'm just, like, obsessed with a good marketing campaign. And from what we can tell from the rumblings of the internet is that Adele is most likely going to be dropping an album, speculating this week, sooner rather than later. She hasn't not said. She's, you know, she's been vocal about saying she is coming out with new music. There is stuff in the works. It's been a long-ass time. We're begging, and she's told us multiple times, you guys need to chill. We also had a pandemic. I'm trying to figure out my shit. I'm not going to give you a bad album, so you just need to trust me. And we're like, we trust you, Adele. We worship at the house of Adele. Yeah, but we need this because we have nothing else in life. Yeah, and so. I didn't
1: love the last album, so I'm Well, really, we
0: don't even need to... I I'm mean, really if we still do. want to have a podcast, we shouldn't even address that.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping that this one makes up for the last one. Um,
0: this could be a very interesting one. But basically, why, why, why we're all speculating is because internationally, these these strange billboards have gone up in very, very specifically strategic iconic places that just say 30 and some are billboards some are like it looks like you know satin like four story um like letter like just 30 coming up like dropping down as uh but then sometimes it's projected from a light onto things so it's been onto like the Louvre and um like where else did they put them uh
1: well, and also uh, the importance of 30, for those that don't know, are all her albums have been numbers and they're the numbers of her age when she comes out with that album. So it's like there was 19, 21, so I think 25 and now 30. Yeah. So that's why it's like, oh, I mean, what else could it be? And Yeah, it's-
0: like it's been projected at the Coliseum and uh, the Statue of Li No, they said the Statue of Liberty, but they're showing the Empire State Building. Uh, and... Probably yeah.
1: somewhere in Piccadilly Circus or somewhere in the UK. I'm in in London. I'm sure too.
0: Um, I mean, these ones were just like international. Yeah, they didn't say that area, but I, they didn't have any pictures of that either. But it's like all you know, the most iconic spots. And then, um, obviously, I like she's not thirty she's technically what 31 yeah
1: she's a few years younger than us but yeah obviously it's like based off of how old she was when she wrote the songs and so you know yeah there's a lot to come out considering since the last album she got divorced she's now you know with a new guy so the last album we didn't like because she was happy
0: no that's not true you didn't
1: like the last album everybody loved the last album when i say we i mean i (laughs) i didn't like it because it was like when she was happy in a relationship and we know that she comes out with the best breakup songs so that's why i feel like this album will be better because it'll have been after going through a divorce and now she's got the new guy who we like because he's with he's you know affiliated with LeBron, so I feel like there's going to be maybe also, you know, all that time she was with um, Skepta, that um, rapper in the UK. There may be some rap influence into this music or some more R&B influence into this music, which I'm always a fan of. So I'm very curious to see what this album will be.
0: But yeah, let me, I'm going to go to 20, because I just don't feel like 25
1: wasn't not like a breakup album. When didn't she divorce her husband? It ha- couldn't have been that long ago. Um,
0: no, the, this was coming off. I think this was like before. Oh, well she, so let me go. Um, because it's still, it's like, you know, it's hello. It's send my love to your new lover. It's water under the bridge. It's,
1: you know, when we were young, I mean, that is not a happy album. I only remember hello because because to be honest I think I listened to that album and maybe once or twice and was like this is terrible compared to her other albums and was like I definitely I think
0: it was better than uh 19 no way yes why I do I'm yes. on board with that
1: you gotta get your ears checked, girl 19 was her debut album that one was like every yeah song, and if you every listen song to, to it singer. yeah but it doesn't like hold up for maturity wise I definitely disagree but either way
0: she just well she just finalized the divorce she married
1: him in 2016 and and we're in 2021 which so that would make sense in terms of the math
0: and yeah this is all but yeah no I think 25 was a great album um, I mean, they've all been great albums. So,
1: but yeah, she does I, I write would just say of all breakup albums, yeah i I'll be curious what the quote unquote music experts think. But I would say of all her albums, I think Twenty Five was her least enjoyable one. But that's just my Michelle contrarian thought process, and I could be the only one thinking that, and I wouldn't be the first time.
0: And there you go. Yeah, let me see. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the highest selling album of that year. Yeah, that curious in her studio albums. Um, yeah, so far, yeah, so far, twenty one's been the highest. Nineteen is not even on the radar, unfortunately. Wow, the nineteen yeah, world said- was six point five million. Twenty five was two hundred twenty million.
1: Yeah, I would say 21 is the best of Yeah, of them. that I or, would agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: But yeah, this is going to be. And she was like, I don't want to. She did say she wasn't going to. She likes trilogies too, though. So people are like, this would not. This would go out of the way. She had vocally said before, I'm not naming my next album after my age. But yeah. everybody was like, not everybody. She was on Graham Norton when she said that. And Graham was like, no, we like this. What are you doing? Uh and so so yeah, but that's where the speculation comes in. They're assuming it's gonna be her. You know, there's else, no yeah, there's no other reason. Yeah. So that's what's going on with there. And then uh just in general, just kind of tie it in with Adele, like one of the bigger um newsworthy and one of the biggest premieres that we've had since COVID, uh, and why I'm tying it to Adele is because she did the song Skyfall. This is now we got the premiere of Daniel Craig's uh, final play as James Bond in No Time to Die, and they had that premiere in London, uh, and so that uh, that was really cool because pretty much the, everybody that showed up was like all the females of that franchise like got way more attention. So Lashana Lynch. Uh, who uh, they were expecting to maybe be his replacement in the next one but Barbara Broccoli who produces, I know her name's Barbara Broccoli, it's so stupid she produces all of the James Bond she's been adamantly saying there's not gonna be a female James Bond, like don't even think about it uh, but everybody's like okay well you'll, you know Barbara you can also be replaced so <laughs> we'll see, I don't know if she actually can be because I think she probably owns the rights to everything. Yeah it's all about the rights yeah, but she's not, a, you know, she's not a spring chicken. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see, Barbara. But yeah, everybody looked fucking great at the premiere. Uh, and was that
1: where William and Kate were at? Yes. Okay. I saw their photos where Kate looked in that gold. Is uh, it Balenciaga? Track. I, don't, I didn't look to see what brand it was, what designer, but she looked gorgeous. Not that she never does, but <clears throat> yeah, it's been a while, you know, like you said, it's been a while that there's been a movie premiere for everyone to go to, so.
0: Yeah, and so they rolled out, and this film was supposed to come out in March of 2020 when Daniel Craig hosted SNL the week before everything came crashing down. And then they put off the premiere up until this moment because- they were like, we've put way too much money into this. Like, we need this to be a red carpet. How are we going to get this worked out? Uh, so it really, that felt like one of the moments that was like a more of a close, closest to like return to pre-COVID film moments that we've had in a while. We have uh, Leia Sudieu, that's a French name, so I'm never gonna be able to pronounce it, but Sudieu, she's been in them for a really long time as one of the Bond women um, but they really came out to show. It was like Daniel came in this really cute, like what did you, uh, what would you even call? it? Was like, it, I wouldn't call it pink. I didn't Magenta? To see his.
1: To be honest, oh, it's like I a crushed
0: don't... velvet jacket that looks really dope as hell.
1: Everyone's wearing the crushed velvet this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both the Gyllenhaals walked the carpet for whatever thing they were working on in crushed velvet in different colors too, and I thought that was cute. Oh, but not for cute. this. Yeah, yeah not bet. for this show. It's yeah, generally. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Anna de Armas, who came of name during the quarantine due to her run in Knives Out, but also then dating Ben Affleck after right. that. And they were in quarantine together when that hit. So Anna de Armas is one of the Bond girls. Uh, and this is going to be her debut. Um, yeah, everybody looked really, really fucking good. Uh, Billie Eilish does the soundtrack for this one. Yeah, right? I think she's doing the song for this one. Now I'm confused yeah. which... Because the song came out so long ago. Yeah. I was true. like, is it still this movie? But I think it is. So she came out. Yeah. Uh, um, and she got to meet Prince William and Kate Middleton. And that was a very funny photo because it looked like she was clearly the American meeting the Brits where all the other Brits had their hands like behind their back. And they're like politely. They like, know like, what not, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, she's kind of just like chumming it up with she's Kate. Big like, belly. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, Rami Malik's in this movie. <laughs> yeah he'll be a great villain because that's who he should be playing uh but i'm just over rami malik and i was on board with rami malik for a very long time because i originally caught on to him which i'm sure everybody else did. he was in the band of brothers like sequel that was in the pacifics and that's when he like debuted and i was like this guy is really interesting and really intense and then it's now like, oh, God, he's so annoying.
1: <laughs> well, and I also know someone who, like, quote, quasi-dated him, and he was an asshole to her. So I just... And you can kind of tell that. He just doesn't seem like a good person. So it's like, yeah. uh, we don't need to support someone that's not a good person. He's still with that adorable... Lucy, whatever her name is. Yeah. The blonde from, from the, the movie. Bohemian
0: Rhapsody, yeah, who played his wife in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, she's super cute. And did uh, but...
1: She was good in... um the politician.
0: Yeah. She's great in everything she's been in. Yeah. And so it's just disappointing when she because that like it seems like he's a lot older. He doesn't look it at all. He's like because he's short and yeah. Also just his skin like if you look at you know you're just like uh, he's like a 10 years older than you would like register him in your mind and it's just like one of those things of like Lucy was projected to really be on this intense path of being an it girl and you if you're in that like if you're in that moment you're never going to be able to be able to visualize it but she could have had her pickings of anything and it was one of those things where like Rami like they started to work together and it's like the first first like big superstar that she could date because she's like 23 maybe now and they've been together since she was like 20 and it just is such a bummer that she like hitched it onto him when it's like girl you could have had your pickings
1: that I mean well, looks wise and also like story wise reminds she reminds me a lot of sienna miller
0: okay yeah that makes sense yeah
1: and sienna miller definitely wasn't in situations she didn't need to be considering how talented and beautiful yeah. she
0: is. and this is all a projection of probably what the press made sienna miller out to be but sienna miller seemed to be uh more aware and actively pursuing whatever Sienna Miller wanted to actively pursue and she got it uh, but Lucy seems to be more of uh not like oh who me like oh I'm so excited to be considered for this yeah. but yeah where Sienna was like yeah I'm gonna fucking ruin your marriage and I'm going <laughs> to I destroy your life and everybody was like
1: yeah go for it Sienna <laughs> I I know, and usually that's such something I hate, but for some reason there's something about Sienna I just love so much. Maybe because she's also like besties with Jimmy. And that's I what like, no, hundred percent. I was
0: like because she was in Factory Girl with Jimmy and their best friends, and you. And but I think you would have. I think you also hated Sienna earlier At on the with the Jew Law. But of it I all. hated
1: Jew Law, so I think that's why I, by default like Sienna Miller.
0: But then you would have, so I, you may have disliked her then because she was on a roll of destroying men's marriages and actively yeah. fucking married men publicly. But then Jude did the even worse, like even more disgusting. Okay, so you already left your wife of, with your three young children to then fuck around with the starlet, to then cheat on the starlet with the nanny of the kids in right. the home and the kids find you. And that's how it got to the press.
1: So that's probably why I, I'm still team Sienna, but yeah. also, yeah, Jude's hairline. Um, I've come full circle back onto Jude because he has clearly like gone through
0: some humbling moments and he knows that and he knows he's not Mr. Hot Little Alfie anymore. And he's like, I'm an old bitch. And you're like, yeah, you are. Karma. And he's like, and he's like I'm fine with that now. But um. Yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she's one of the screenwriters for No Time to Die, which is very, very exciting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been a big punch-up. So she was there as well, um, looking dope. She wore a black uh, sequence jumpsuit with a white uh, like long blazer coat. Like, just dope. Uh, Naomi Harris, who plays Money Penny in this new franchise, she was there. It was just like six women and James, I um, mean James, and uh, yeah, James Bond. But uh, yeah, uh, Judy Dench came back. She was killed off. Lo uh Jason Momoa was there as well, just because he's in London filming Aquaman,
1: so he uh, brought his kids,
0: and that was really cute. And well, they were Lisa very very excited. There,
1: I'm assuming Lisa Bonet.
0: No, I didn't see her on the carpet. She might be there, but she's you know Lisa. Lisa does carpets, so Lisa wants to do carpets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah the best the greatest family of all time uh yep and then the royals charles and camilla and william and kate went and they posted from their instagram accounts but i just felt like this of the premieres just was kind of more focused on the women of the franchise more more so than before and that felt a little better considering how dated the franchise is yeah and I'm obsessed with Daniel Craig as James Bond. So I'm happy for it. I'm very excited to go and see this. Cool. Yeah. Was well, there anything else about the Adele story? It was really just the billboards are going up and we're expecting a premiere. I was trying to think if there was anything no, else. I mean,
1: that's everything. I yeah, mean, that we didn't touch on in that area. Yeah, we've already talked about her boyfriend. And I mentioned, obviously, the connection with LeBron. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. I think, I mean yeah we'll just have to see because we really haven't gotten a nibble of anything she hasn't even released a single to then do album debut we're just gonna get a full album drop you think
1: no and it's crazy because remember was it last year that she hosted snl and didn't have anything to promote was yeah (laughs) it went on snl knowing like she's like i don't have anything to promote
0: and i'm just here yeah yeah, i've watched that episode like five times i love it
1: interesting (laughs) if she does um you know drop something in the next couple months if she ends up being on SNL and now probably wouldn't host but would definitely perform
0: she should come back and host anyway I, I mean, mean with yeah. the COVID and of it all you can't make any
1: predictions so. right yeah TBD but I guess should we move on to what we're watching yeah since you were mentioned you can't wait to watch that movie What what have you been watching in the meantime uh, so yeah, what I've been doing a lot of
0: is What We Do in the Shadows. That's a TV show based off the film mo- of, of the same name, What We Do in Shadows, which is a New Zealand production created by Taika Watiti and Jermaine Clement of uh, Oh shoot of uh, Do You Remember? The New Zealand, the band. It'll come back oh, to you in a minute. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. call Money Monty Python, but it's no. not Monty Python.
1: Wait, I don't think I knew uh taiko was part of that
0: yeah, yeah yeah he was he was a star of what we do in shadows and writer direct uh producer and so now he's producing this tv show as well but he's not on it but it does star matthew berry who's a big british um underground comedian guy uh that gets a lot of name recognition as long as a couple other brits and canadians that are really really good and it's a very very funny show i watched it on hulu i think it's originally on on fx uh and yeah and so i catch it on hulu because it's can stream there but if you you know either one um but yeah that's it's just hilarious it's about uh vampires that live in staten island and just like the social scenarios that are coming up one of the best jokes is that one of the vampires is actually an emotional vampire he's not an actual he's a human who's an emotional vampire and that in itself is Creates a lot of really amazing things. Vanessa Bayer did an episode where she also plays an emotional vampire and they start working in the same office and like he's panicking because he's like, this is my thing. What are you doing?
1: The, sh- the show you were talking about that he started was Flight of the Concords. Thank you. That was yeah. on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Yeah. So Jemaine Clement was on Flight of the...
0: Taika didn't have anything to do with Flight of the Concords. Let that's me be clear with that. Oh, okay. No, no. Okay. Tyka didn't so have like, anything didn't to do with
1: that. In that. Jane okay.
0: Clement, yeah. Jermaine Clement, and Tyka worked together on a lot of stuff.
1: Got it. So that they
0: created sense. what we do in Shadows. Uh, and then I watched the new Netflix movie, The Guilty, starring Jake Gyllenhaal as he plays a nine one one operator who's actually a police detective who gets demoted. I guess you're supposed to not know why he's demoted. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Within the first few minutes, they're like. Oh, let me, you know, why is this detective, like, now being a 911 operator, like, what did he do? And it's very clear that he killed somebody on the job. Like, it's not complicated. It's like, clearly, this is what's going on. And he apparently has his, like, trial the next morning to kind of determine the situation and what ends up happening. And he stays up all night trying to help this woman who ha- he believes has been kidnapped by her abusive ex-husband and... Uh, And then there's a few twists and turns with that and the story of what actually happened. So that plot, I did not see the twist coming for that. And that twist I appreciated vaguely. It was still pretty disturbing. Um, In general, it felt like this movie didn't really need to happen. And it was probably made because it was pretty low budget. And it was Anton Fuqua who did Training Day. And so obviously a lot of people want to keep working with him and stuff. So Jake clearly signed on to work with Anton Fuquo for Training Day. Um, But it's Jake just, like, answering these phones. And so it seems very a la early 2000s with that movie Cellular, maybe, with Chris Evans and Kim Basinger. When Chris Evans is trying to find her and she's been kidnapped and she can only call from a phone every once in a while. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So it had that vibe. I could have cared less made me just think of phone booth yeah then yeah
0: yeah phone booth was with colin farrell Yeah. number one always king of all
1: kings anyway just the nicest boy
0: Ugh. just him crying on jimmy kimmel when he was like i'm so happy to be back to see people and then he started crying about the homeless situation in la and i was like I'm obsessed with you, Colin. Okay, thank and you so much. And we also much.
1: know Dennis has had experiences with him and just makes it... Only positive experiences. Only positive And also, like, he's the most beautiful man and talented and, yeah.
0: <sighs> Irish. Okay. Yeah.
1: One of so. the few Irish men that I'm actually attracted to, so... <laughs> and,
0: yeah, so in this movie, you're I guess you're supposed to care at all about Jake Gyllenhaal's character. You really don't. He's trying so hard to get this performance off the ground and you can literally like see the sweat dripping from his brow of like it was just an overshot on his end and it i was disappointed and i'm just so bummed. i don't know why jake chooses these projects man he really is 50/50 on his skills on on what he, just he goes decides for, the for. Hours,
1: man. he doesn't care about how it's going to land
0: i know and sometimes it lands amazingly well like in cop uh, the cop movie that he did with michael uh, Cena, no, Michael Pena Pena. Oh, like that was amazing, but like the but draw not drive drive was uh gossip before that, but then you know, all these random little ones. Yeah, I don't
1: even remember the last movie he was in that was deemed like a solid, you know, commercial performance
0: yeah because you won't ever watch marvel nor should you so i would never ask you to because you'll just hate it the entire time but yes he is the villain and the star and a very very important character in turn for the marvel universe in spider-man uh the second one when they're in europe
1: we'll take that out one was the last commercially well done movie he's been in
0: i mean that one's a massive one and is and it was only in 2019 right no i know but
1: marvel doesn't count because anyone can be in that and it'll do well you know what i mean like it's not the yeah but he
0: his performance itself makes that film he
1: has to because
0: he's introduced as a uh, as, like, a helpful character and then actually takes down Peter Parker single-handedly and reveals him to the universe as Peter Parker so that he can no longer, like, function. And then he becomes, um, a, like, they want him. He sets him up and manipulates the scene so that they will arrest Peter Parker for, like, crimes against, like, like war crimes essentially. Okay. It's, like, fucking nuts. Um, but before that,
1: uh, I'm just curious. I'm but going I, through. I can't some people Netflix. could argue Oakja, but
0: oh, that was on I Netflix. He was
1: in that.
0: Nocturnal the... Animals. Okay. I would say Velvet Buzz. like none of these I would consider like the sister brothers didn't do well. I mean,
1: I wanna go with Brokeback Mountain, but I know that it has to be something after that. But that's Oh, there's a like... hundred things but after that's that. That's what's going that's literally the last thing I'm thinking of. Oh,
0: Nightcrawler I, was the one that he plays, like, that sociopath. Like, he always gets big premieres and stuff. But, like, yeah, I would say Nocturnal Animals, the Tom Ford film, Southpaw. He was a – Oh, right. He was a, a boxer. Everest I saw, and I liked that, but that yeah. wasn't really that big. Oh, okay. he's in a Jay-Z movie – I mean, a Jay-Z album, but like, Beyonce Part 2 on the run, video short, Jake Gyllenhaal's it. Yeah, that doesn't count. End of Watch, I think, was pretty commercially successful. That's now, though, 10 years ago. Love and Other Drugs. These are all since, you know, Zodiac, Jarhead. Zodiac's an amazing movie. Zodiac Prisoners. was before
1: Broke Back or after? After. Oh, I definitely thought it was before. All right. Well, no. let me go. Where? I don't think I've seen any of these movies. Yeah, Broke Back is 2005, dude. So it's, yeah. Everything since Broke Back. Well, what has... you just said was only was 10 years ago. So that's only like five years older. So it's not like I'm saying something significantly farther along from what you just said
0: (laughs) yeah but since broke back you go into like jarhead zodiac Zodiac. all
1: those words within five years of that so it's not
0: you know yeah love and other drugs end of watch i
1: don't think anyone actually liked but anyway
0: well people that we don't want to hang out with liked it
1: yeah
0: it was definitely a commercial success
1: um, um, all right, Should we? <laughs> I'm not even yeah, gonna comment. Yeah, what are you watching? Um, well, I know Casey had mentioned this a while back, but I finally started impeachment. Um, so I watched the first episode of that, and I'm definitely intrigued by the storyline. I mean, obviously, I know about the Paula Jones and Monica Lewinsky piece of it, but like the way they frame it in the beginning about the white water storyline and the council guy killing himself and like that framing up to linda tripp losing her job and all of that i didn't know yeah so it makes you understand like where linda is in the mindset when not to justify what she's doing does no it just goes to me go- proves how psychopathic linda was well it also proves like working in the government makes anyone psychopathic and well, also you- her sexism and her obsession with like these dudes
0: these duties to these men and yeah yeah, like linda's well it's also your it
1: look it looks like linda never was hit on and so she's acting in response to all these other brunette women who are being hit on by these men of power and so it's like she's responding because you know she was not one of those women
0: oh that i do not get
1: uh well that's what i got from the first episode but it could just be me like
0: you know. I got heard that she just does not like women and she doesn't think women should be working in the workforce but she's the ex- rule to the exception because she knows how to do her duties and how to fulfill a man's oath to the office and that's where her like Linda's mindset is delusional. Yeah well
1: again I've only seen episode one you are like two episodes ahead of me but yeah I'm, I'm enjoying to see like how it's kind of setting it ever, uh, setting it all up and yeah um, the flashbacks so you know you're like seeing monica's storyline but then also seeing the beforehand part so yeah i'm also will be very interested to see more of clive owen and edie falco who play bill clinton and hillary clinton because i think those were good cast cast yeah
0: i'm three episodes in and i have not gone to edie
1: oh edie's in the first episode
0: and then she's not for another oh okay like, Edie... Is, yeah, Edie has not shown up at all. She, okay. I don't know if she's had any other... Yeah.
1: So, yeah, no... But no, we're
0: just getting into Clive Owen of it. And
1: also, like, the... I don't think I realized Ann Coulter's role as part of, like, the kind of star. Like, I just... Oh,
0: like, you you haven't gotten
1: there either, but yeah, you get another well, name. in the first episode, so I just always assumed she was, like, this horrible conservative um, talking head and not realizing, like, her role kind of behind the scenes... Again, we were, you know, in seventh grade. So,
0: yeah, we weren't reading the paper to learn who was orchestrating this whole thing. I, yeah, you just knew,
1: I knew kind of Star's name as the, you know. But have you picked
0: up on the other massive name that was dropped that Ann Coulter's working with to get this done and who is the spearhead of this entire I don't investigation?
1: George in the- fucking Conway, Kelly Ann's husband. I don't think that came up in the episode I saw.
0: I think it is because that's who like Anne gets involved, like Anne and George are talking. Oh, I'm pretty sure
1: picked up that that they don't. They just
0: say like George, and it's fucking George Conway.
1: Yeah, that's where it's interesting to see all the players who, you know, quote unquote, are still playing. Yeah, and
0: you're like, oh God, this is actually the worst. When people I know that live in DC are like, no, it's a really small town. It's like oh, this makes so much sense if George Conway was involved because he's supporting Paula because he hates the idea that a president can't be charged with a crime after they're elected for any crimes committed before becoming president. So, like, it seems to be George's fucking idea to, like, go ahead and do this. And it's just... Wow. You're like, wow, this is goddamn high school because, like, these guys are just sticking around in these areas and then working... If you're already in that cult, well, and then you're here in we the cult 30 years, years later. You're
1: dealing with a very a similar in the sense of like, you know, holding a president with crimes, not necessarily the same crimes, but yeah, I mean, it's, I'm definitely going to enjoy this. I, I knew that before going in, but like, you know, it's, you know, it's just Ryan Murphy doing what Ryan Murphy does. The well. Um, so, watching that, and then I know Casey and I have both been watching season two of Love on a Spectrum, which, I mean, if anyone did not watch season one and are, like, and need, like, some heartwarming content, I cannot recommend this more. It is the greatest show, honestly, to ever been on Netflix, or one of the top best shows to ever been on Netflix. Um, for those that aren't familiar with the show, it's a docu-series following... People on the spectrum, primarily in uh, Australia, this season has some expats. There's a girl from originally from Romania, then grew up in the U.S. and and then eventually moved over to Australia. But I think that's also what makes it so great is that all the people are not American, and so it just the show seems less produced than if it was in the U.S. And you're just following the the lives of these young people on the spectrum who are trying to find love and potentially go on their first dates and really learn how to interact with people in pursuit of love versus just interacting on a day-to-day basis. And it's just very heartwarming to see them go through that, to see their families and see how their families have gone through so much with their um, children. And I don't know, I just, I just love it.
0: Well, I mean, also one of the greatest people to ever be introduced on television, Michael, is on this show where it's like.
1: Can we just clone him and like everyone gets a Michael because he. Because is... his rant on, for like, for his ideal views of like romance are on point. Like, he's definitely Michael... high functioning. So, like, yeah. yeah, he's the most conversationalist of all of them and has like a very entertaining family
0: and yeah oh shoot i would have to go back to watch that do you remember on the first episode where he he goes on to like a rant about something that i was like oh we're we're agreeing with him way too much
1: well he definitely talks about the importance of formalities and like he's always wearing a suit and he likes that the girl he wants to be dating with also likes formalities, is an interest interested in like dressing up and that's like a big thing for him but um yeah, I mean everything he says makes me laugh. Makes his mom laugh. Yeah, was he I talking about food
0: or something? Adorable. Um, where I was just like, he
1: says is adorable.
0: Yeah, he was just went like, on this tangent about something where I was like, oh my god, you are in Michelle's brain right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's just so dang cute and funny and um yeah oh he just said and is now he's like oh well i'm a, he's obsessed with germany and he's obsessed with britain <laughs> like, yeah. and then he asks his date he go eventually like meets a dates family and he asks the mom like she's like oh i've been to england he's like oh, like just the sheer he's shock and amazement. he's like tell me everything about it and just like yeah we just love michael so much
1: yeah i mean he is the most precious human to ever exist and we need to, you know, protect him at all costs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: the best. And then we
0: also had a big brother
1: winner. I was just going to ask, did we want to just mention how significant this season of big brother was? I know we talked about it when it first came on and a I lot think we've of- talked about it multiple times since <laughs> probably, but,
0: but I mean, we got the winner and it is who deserved very much. So Xavier, he played the greatest game of all time. He's
1: also uh, not, not bad to look like. La- oh my god! Alive. Yeah,
0: there's a scene where he's shaving his head and he's just wearing a towel, and you
1: see pubes. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I noticed. That. I did. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I got like we're seeing too much X."
0: But yeah, he's just gorgeous. And he was a model. He's also a lawyer. He then was saying for a while he was a Division One basketball player, but then last night when he won, or this week when he won, he confirmed that he was Division Two. And I was like, okay, X, you're lying to us already.
1: Yeah, but I mean, yeah. First, just say lawyer, model, basketball player, like sign me up.
0: Michelle just can't even get out of bed. Like, and,
1: th- and then on top of that, it's revealed at one point that earlier this year, his brother died of a heart attack. And is, um, you know, now there is his son, who the brother's son, uh, X's nephew. Sorry, <laughs> yes. I can't even speak. I'm just thinking yeah. about the, the combo of a basketball player, model. You're just I got, all confused. I, got, I just couldn't even speak. Um, and so basically, he went on the show so that he could hopefully win and win the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to then provide if, the to nephew. provide for the for the nephew since his father is no longer. Which also just makes you want him to win even more. And he played, like Casey said, a really good flawless social game. Not to mention, like. He could have probably won every physical comp but was really smart about throwing them so he didn't seem like a physical threat and he became a threat too late in the game for people to really do anything about and that's how you play the game and. Yeah, just love him. And for those who don't watch the show, the show has been on 23 seasons. And this is the first time um, a black person has ever won. And that was a very significant moment. It was also significant because Xavier was part of an alliance called The Cookout, which was of six black members who all on day one saw each other and were like, we're not going to vote each other out because this is a monumental moment because there's usually only one or two people of color on the show and so i think this is we've talked about in the past like usually the people of color are the first to go out and it's they're targeted like
0: you can just see the glaring racism yeah
1: so it was great to see that not only did a black person win but actually the last six people to be in the house were that not
0: a person of that color was voted yeah. out I was until... gonna say they were
1: Hispanic and Asian yeah and other... I was gonna be like not a person of color and then I was like oh Derek yeah. and Alyssa yeah but yeah, yeah.
0: Um, no but Alyssa it... was part oh no Alyssa
1: was not part of no the that's Hannah no. Yeah. Sorry, yeah.
0: But this also you think was... oh
1: you think Alyssa was not white no she was she mentioned she's like okay. Hispanic or something um, I'd be curious if she was more mixed but so yeah. Like, she's not. yeah but it also not only for like the race aspect but very rarely is a alliance a complete alliance of six people i don't think has ever made it so, and it
0: almost yeah you know, we saw the cracks them,
1: forming from the social of, situations yeah, where none of them went home and all the, the intact six people all made it to the last six people in the house which is like never happened either so yeah um yeah no it was a really good season to watch it's also it was nice to see that like the people you don't like go home that very rarely happens mm-hmm. where it's like Actually, fan favorites for the most part staying in. Um, I'm still bitter about Derek X not winning America's favorite house guest because I voted for him every day. Um, but it is what it is. You can't win everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want um, yeah. Derek X.
0: I would say, I, I mean, I could give care, yes or no. Like, I wasn't really attached to anybody. I just wanted Xavier to win because he played the best game. I wasn't like super thrilled by. Anybody in general. Um, but then I guess also honorable mention is the return of SNL. We're going to watch later today, obviously, because next morning of. And Owen we have Wilson, Owen Wilson, Wilson, Wilson right? which, yeah, we're like, we're not thrilled about. But like is he promoting
1: something? was or? fucking thrilled
0: about it. Well, he was on this past season of Loki. So I um, don't know if they can. I, I think with COVID and all the PR machine is broken. I don't think you can get this shit lined up anymore. I mean, it's going to be a clusterfuck. And I'm actually okay with the clusterfuck to be perfectly honest with you. He could have something to promote. Maybe it's the fact that they tried to redo Wedding Crashers and apparently they've already stopped filming because it was so fucking bad that they
1: just pulled the plug on it. That's what I was wondering if it's going to get... Maybe. That's going to get mentioned at all.
0: Yeah, but I also... I'm not convinced his hair is not a wig at this point. Like, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, he was in Loki. So I don't know if they're just promoting that on the back end. But... What, what was interesting for this season of SNL was that the only person that did not come back was Beck Bennett, which we're totally cool with, but we are anticipating a mass exodus of some of our favorites. And apparently Lauren has become more lax on the protocols of taking other projects and filming and stuff. And now I think instead of doing their traditional three weeks on one week off, They're actually doing like four weeks on and then like a few weeks off. So, so yeah, so that might be why 80 and uh, Kate McKinnon and Cecily stayed on because they're also able to film their other projects while doing SNL.
1: Yeah. Well, 80s, show shrill is over so i'm sure she has other product yeah. pro- projects in the works but like it's not like she has that that she needs you know last season she no but it was a few episodes because if you want filming. to yeah I mean, but yeah. it is if
0: you want to sign on to any projects lauren hates that yeah no, he's always course. been difficult when dealing with and, and once you start getting into films you have to leave snl because he does not want doing yeah he's kind of an asshole that way he's not kind of he's an asshole but but even
1: last season like I don't remember ever not like the fact that 80 wasn't on the first few episodes I don't recall that happening most seasons where like a a member has just not been on a few episodes so I also thought that was a given that she was going to be gone after the night last year yeah if
0: you have to get to that that intense level of what, like, Farley was on his way to do and what, like, Farrell did and, yeah. Yeah. Sandler. Well, Sandler got fired from SNL way before anything took off for him, but, yeah. But, like, Farley, it was, like, oh, no. Yeah.
1: Is there ever going to be an episode where we don't bring up Farley, R.I.P.? No,
0: because most influential person.
1: (laughs) He really is. Um, Anything else?
0: Um, what... I'm trying to think if there's anything else. No, just but I mean, like law and order has just been fucking killing it. So I
1: know I gotta watch There's that been too. six
0: hours in the last two weeks that I've just been consuming. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. Everything else I'm just gonna get back on to catching up with today.
1: Cool. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.